Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Kate Shea. We recorded this two weeks ago in my home in Portland, Oregon. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout out to Get Up in the Cool's newest supporter on Patreon, who wished to remain anonymous. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Anyone else who wants to help fund this podcast can sign up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, link in the show notes. All right, enough business. Here's my interview and jam with Kate Shea. Enjoy. Thank you. 
KJ, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. I've been asking you to be on the show for a while. <laughs> I think you asked me once and I said I wasn't ready. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're clearly ready now. What was that tune? Um, Merriweather from Clyde Davenport. I think I know this tune from Kate Che, probably. Probably in our COVID-era porch hangs, mm-hmm. uh, which were very important to Becca and Ellis and I, and mm-hmm. it was one of the old, some of the only social time that we had uh, in the last few years before we got vaccinated, and that was really great. And also, mm-hmm. Rebecca started to jam. So right, right. Thanks for having us well, <laughs> and teaching us your it's, tunes. It's the good thing about having a porch. <laughs> a porch that's a big enough to porch. a covered porch that's yeah. big enough to sit with a bunch of people on. Yeah, out in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I was thinking as you were playing this, because I, yeah, I didn't remember or maybe just didn't know that it was a Clyde Davenport tune. And I was thinking, wow, every single phrase that you're playing is starting the beat before a typical mm-hmm. old-time tune phrase would start. And I was like, I wonder if that's like a Kate thing that I just haven't necessarily noticed before. And then when you said it's a Clyde Davenport tune, I was like, oh, that's, I think that's how he plays every I could every a tune. lot of it, yeah. Yeah. I had somebody else tell me that, that um, but they say they often try to, like, anticipate the beat when they're playing phrases. So it always has that just kind of, like, driving. Yeah. It you know? makes it feel faster than it actually is, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want it to be just a total runaway train. Right. But it does have this, like, forward momentum. Uh, it's very exciting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, you did it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the feel. When did you start playing fiddle? Um, about, gosh, I think it's been about 15 years ago now. So... Steph, my partner, bought me a fiddle for my birthday. She got a Value Village. And uh, it's this fiddle, actually. And um, This is a Value Village fiddle. This is a Value Village oh, fiddle, yeah. I don't even know if there's a Value Village in Portland anymore. But, um, but yeah, she went in there and just happened to see this fiddle hanging on the wall. And she had a friend, Anna Sandys, who you had on the show before. Yeah. Um, who's a luthier. So she went down and checked it out and she was like, Oh yeah, this is a fine fiddle. And so she got it on behalf of Steph and went home and fixed it up. And so I took a year of, of, you know, just kind of standard violin lessons just so I didn't screw up my body mechanics too bad. Right. It's a punishing instrument. If you... It can be. Yeah. <laughs> it, it probably backslid so much that I'm probably punishing myself more than I need to. But, um, yeah, and then I just jumped in. Had you expressed interest in fiddle music before that? Otherwise, it would seem like maybe a bit of a white elephant gifts, you know? Uh... No, I mean, I I was playing old-time guitar at that point. Okay. So, you know, and I'd been to Weezer with a guitar and not a fiddle, you know. So I I, I, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. She knew what I was going getting into, too. Yeah. So were you, you were, like, already on the lookout I mean, I, had, I I don't remember saying I'm 
I want to play fiddle. But she figured I obviously did, and she was right. So Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, there's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, they, like, often, the hosts often talk about embarrassing stories from their youths. Uh, and their present lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is about one of them as a teenager. He, his his girlfriend at, at the time, was, it was, the belly button piercings were really popular. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I really want to get a belly button, belly button piercing. Like, there was some music video that came out. I forget which one, one it was. No, it was probably Britney. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and he said that for her birthday, uh, he, it was a surprise. He brought her to like a, a piercing place and like, we're going to get your belly button piercing. She like freaked out and then they broke up. <laughs> All right. It seems like this could be like potentially no. be like, I don't actually no. want to play for it. Okay. No. Great. No, 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 no. Um, no. And actually at, at this point we have a, I mean, it, it kind of have a tradition of getting each other instruments. Like I, I bought her a banjo that I walked through the snow to get and hmm. was that before or after the fiddle? I think it was before. Was she also playing old time guitar? Like at, were you two just both playing old time guitar? At well, no, she was mostly playing old time banjo. Okay. But you got her a new banjo. I, well, yeah. 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 Because I, I knew my friend had this, it was, it's a, I mean, you've, you've seen it. It's a um, fretless Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's got a gorgeous tone and everything. And I knew my friend was selling this. I was like, well, I'll buy it. So. So you, did you really just do a whole year of like classical violin lessons without trying to do any fiddle tunes? You didn't like try to sneak in a I mean, maybe it was six months, okay. you know, but it was, I, I was pretty strict about it. Like just kind of following the, yeah. you know, um, cause I just wasn't confident enough to, well, cause I, you know, I knew what I wanted things to sound like and I knew I wasn't ready to go there until I got more, some more facility with the instrument. So, yeah, it's almost like you were like. Protecting your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate that saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem when you like things at a high yeah. level. Yeah. And then you try to do them. Yeah. And granted, you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, oh, I could feel like I can kind of play this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still you, feel like that. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself at the jam? No, I enjoyed everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I've often had that experience uh, when I play fiddle at least. Well, the first time I went to Weezer with the fiddle... Um, I sat down in, in a jam with Ray Leach and it was a cross A jam. I, like, I can do a cross A jam. And I didn't know any, like I knew maybe one cross A tune, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, you know, he'd play a tune and he'd look at me, he'd say, you got a tune? It's like, no. And then he'd play a tune and he'd say, look at me, you got a tune? No. And then my, my fingerboard fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> that, this is a sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very hot and weird there. Yeah, that, yeah, that would happen. <laughs> we sir. Yeah, it, it finds the weak spots. So it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Should we play another tune? Let's play another tune. What? What do you want to do next? Um. Let's do. 
let's do another G-tune. That way you don't have to retune or anything. See if I can do Jaybird Die to the Whooping Cough. Oh, yeah, great.
topical for our times. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jaybird died of the Omicron. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, I hadn't even thought of that. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oops. Oh, did you freak my cat out? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is like a good amount of B-roll of my on um, get up in the cool of my cat harassing <laughs> guests and clawing them in the leg and trying to get attention. Yeah, yeah. So every once in a while, I'll leave it in. Maybe this time it'll, <laughs> it'll leave, make it in. I whack whack the cat in the face with my hand. And... <laughs> Did you start playing old time music in Portland, and was it because of? The beginning of I don't know how long the, the concept of Bubbaville has has existed. I think since I mean early two thousands. I don't remember. I should remember exactly when it was founded, but I don't remember the exact date. But Bubbaville and the old time gathering are basically yeah. inseparable at first. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I started. I started playing old time in Portland, and it was when I. Moved back to Portland in 2002 that I went to a concert at the what the, the Blackbird, it, it, now defunct. It's been a number of different things since then. Um, but there was this, I went to see this alt-country band, um, Richmond Fontaine, who are a great band, and I'd never seen them before. But is that someone's name, or is that the name of the band? That's just the name of the band. Okay. Yeah. It's a... Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I saw it in the Willamette Week, and I was like, oh, alt-country, that sounds cool, so go see this band. Were you already interested in that genre? I was, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Foghorn opened. Yeah. And and I was like, my mind was blown. You know, I was just like, this, 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 this is it. This is, yeah. this is what I want. This is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I also loved seeing Richmond Fontaine. You know, I'm still a fan of theirs, but, um, but it was like, but that, that set me down the whole path. So then I started like looking up and saying like, oh, well, they're playing here. Oh, they're, what, what's this band? You know, it's like, you know, it's like the Flat Mountain Girls and, and, um, Dickel Brothers, you know, and yeah. it's like, wait. Was it about? There are a lot of obvious things that one could say about seeing Foghorn and being arrested by the the sound and the spectacle of it. I'm curious, what about seeing them at the Blackbird that evening s- stood out to you in particular? It just had it, you know. It was it was, it was just it. Yeah. It was just that kind of all the all the pieces, you know. Because like this, this is after. This is not long after, like, oh, we're, oh, brother. Sure. And it, um, you know, which, which I enjoyed and. Yeah, of course. It's great. Um, you know, and I, you know, I knew a bit about like trad Irish music and I knew a bit about, you know, like, like Pete Seeger and some other stuff, you know, but. And I'd listened, like, I listened to the bluegrass show on the radio. It's like. I like bluegrass, you know, yeah. but it was like, but that, that was kind of the synthesis of like everything I was looking for. Yeah. Were you playing music at that time? 
Yeah. What kind of music were you playing? Were you in an alt country? No, band? no. I was I, at that point. I was just getting together with some friends and just jamming on whatever, like all of us with guitars. Yeah. Actually, I did bring. I had a banjo, so I did bring a banjo because it's like there are five guitars in this room. That's too many guitars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like whatever anybody would pull out, you know. Yeah. Neil Young or CCR or yeah. or what have you, you know. Actually, a lot of Gillian Welch. You were already pointed in the direction of yeah. old-time music. You just yeah. didn't know that yeah. that is yeah. where you wanted to go. I, yeah, I didn't have the I didn't have the language or knowledge to know that that's where I wanted to be. Yeah, huh? I'm curious. I've been trying to form this question so that I can like ask it more succinctly on the show, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think a lot of people are interested in folk music, whatever mm-hmm. that means to them, because of some sort of idea about honesty or authenticity or mm-hmm. something. And I'm curious if you had any of those ideas or desires like floating around in your head, like when you found old time music or when you were listening to alt country music or No, I don't think so. Was there any part of it that felt like I feel like a lot of people get into it for some sense of differentiation and they like want to like like belong to some sort of other group uh, which I I think is there's absolutely no judgment there if you yeah. know I mean, yeah I'm curious is it was it just purely the sonic experience of it was it yeah, a, was yeah. there a social element or was it just like this N- just no, the sound no at the time it was just i think it was purely just kind of the sound and the, just the drive of of it yeah. um i mean you know when i was in like late high school and in college like i was i would do punk shows all the time i felt always felt like there was an energy a comparable energy in a different way, but a comparable energy yeah. that wasn't there in other kinds of music huh. so, or other, other musical experiences. Are there any more connections specifically to be, to be drawn there? Like what is it about the energy of, of a punk show that translated over? I, I don't know. I think it maybe was kind of a DIY thing too, you know? Um, and I, I know somebody, somebody out there, has actually like written an article or yeah. something Thesis. about <laughs> yeah, about the relationships between punk rock and old time music. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who came out of punk rock and went into old time music. You know, yeah. essentially, there's you know? definitely uh, like a pipeline. Yeah, <laughs> so there's something there, but I mean, yeah. like that was not like I was not conscious of that or anything. You know, at the time, so it's just like. So it's just it's just kind of like that feeling of like, ooh, this is this has that unnamed something, you know? Yeah. What should we hear the unnamed something in next? What tune do you want to play next? Um let's play Whiteface. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'll play this one. And and I'll I'll play this one because so when I like really started getting into old time and like getting, you know, starting to seek out recordings and stuff, like I was good friends with Eric Bagdonas and the Bagdonas brothers also came out of kind of that punk rock tradition back in Ohio. So like they kind of 
like they knew they, Eric knew where I was coming from. Yeah. You know, he's like, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to the Red Hots, you know, and Joe Thrift. And so this was like one of the tunes. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Up. <laughs> been altered forever for me from because of jake low posted mm-hmm. this video and it's on youtube and it's titled uh joe thrift performs white face with cuba gooding jr <laughs> and 
it's whoever Joe Thrift is twin fiddling with. Uh, their face has just uh, moving on the beat, different uh, kind of like shaking little JPEGs of Cubit Gooding Jr.'s face. And it's a MIDI. Uh, it's, it's a MIDI version. And it always goes down. Like these MIDI claps. And. I definitely can't yeah. just like play it and not think about that yeah, anymore. Right. But it's still special to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the podcast within a podcast uh, is how do you get your kids to play music and not hate music? And you have kids that are just a little bit older than my kids. And I think you're like just around the corner at like being fiddle mom. And I was wondering if you had any insight into how to, how to do that for anyone listening and also for me. No, (laughs) no. I mean, it's, I, I feel, I feel like it's just a total balancing act between keeping them going without totally crushing their spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they have to be somewhat interested anyway. Like our boys were, were in, like said they wanted to play music in, in kindergarten, you know? Yeah. Did they have any particular idea about what kind of music they wanted to play? Well, yeah. Sam wanted to play violin and yeah. Charlie wanted to play band or uh, guitar. Yeah. You know? So it's like, okay, well, okay. Um, but now it's just about keeping them going on whatever they're doing right? without, because if they don't practice, then they get, and then they try to play, then they get frustrated because right. they're not good enough, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think you just have to feel it out. Maybe there's somebody out there who has like a surefire method, but I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. I, uh, are they, are, I, I have heard that someone did say that they it's just important that they see other people playing music and enjoying it. Right. I feel like I mostly saw music where people weren't necessarily enjoying it. It was like they were doing something important yeah. because they've worked hard. Yeah. And it was more about respecting the work that they did. Yeah. It was either that or church. And that yeah. had a whole other thing of just like... Right. Yeah. All these other layers on top of it. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it took me a really long time before I actually st- saw people enjoying yeah. making music. Yeah, right. That seems key. And Sam and Charlie definitely, definitely They're, get that. They get that. And they, and, they, and they do enjoy, like, you know, when we go to a festival and there are other kids there who play... Yeah. They do have like they specifically seek out a kids jam. Oh, like, cool! Yeah. Great. Yeah. Do wait. Do they like do an already organized kids jam, or will no. they make their own? They'll make kid? their own kids jam. That's awesome. I mean, it usually only happens once in like four or five days, but right. you know, it's, and then the rest of the time they're like they're rolling just, around in the mud. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's I mean, I feel like that's success <laughs> right there. Yeah, people choosing to play music on their own volition yeah without coercion yeah that's it yeah they could just coast on that 
Yeah. And, you know, like, I think, I think we would never say at one of these things, like, you should go find so-and-so and play, see if they want to play some music. Cause right. They go, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like maybe you're also just saying you have to understand, you have to understand your kids yeah, and yeah. how, and how yeah. they work. Yeah. And maybe to another kid that would be motivating. Yeah. I think that's true. A push. Yeah. But to them, they, and maybe for a lot of kids, they need to come up with it on their own. Yeah. And the only thing that you need to push them into doing is keeping the, the practice alive. Yeah. Which is just a skill that parents yeah. need to teach kids. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. True. Yeah. Huh. Follow up question. Do you think they ever do this show? I pay my guests. Maybe they um, would. Maybe they would do it if if they knew. I've jammed with them before. I thought it was super fun. Sam probably would. Yeah, I don't know if Charlie would. Maybe we could get Charlie by having Sam on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it would be great to have them as a pair. We'll see if we can make this happen at some point. What should we play next? Let's play. Um, so you want to do? Five tunes. Yes, we've done three. We've done three. Let's do um, Squirrel Hunters. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you. 
Where did you get squirrel hunters? Where do you get your tunes in general? Um, squirrel hunters. You know, I think I the first time I heard that was on uh, one of those Wilder Wilder's albums. With, yeah, with uh, Betsy Ellis fiddling. Oh, great! I just oh. I just saw her. Yeah, yeah, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and and then she got it from John Hartford. Yeah, where now? Where did he get it? We collected tunes all over the place down down in yeah. in Missouri, I'm, and I'm just only really familiar with yeah. his. With his version. Yeah. But I didn't know it was in Ozark's tune? I think so. Yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. And I'm, but I'm going to get old time canceled. <laughs> Someone's going to write in. I know. Like, <laughs> you don't know anything. <laughs> well, that, 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 um, that Calico, um, Billy in the Low Ground that everybody plays out here yeah. is, is also comes from John Hartford originally. Like from one, no one of his notebooks. Interesting. Yeah. That's like, to me, that's like the quintessential West Coast tune. Yeah. Interesting. But somebody got it and huh. the Knotes got a hold of it. And that, you know, that went to Sally Jablonski and yeah. Josh Rabby and then back to the Knotes and yeah. made it into what it is. So, huh. But yeah, I mean, my tunes, like, I think if I, it's basically if I hear something I like, that speaks to me, that's kind of, I just kind of want to get it, learn it. It's kind of as simple as that. This is really lovely. Uh, I've played so many off-record tunes with you, and this feels, now it's on record. feels the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it it's, which is what I wanted. It's yeah. kind of nice just to sit, just like, you know, just have one-on-one, you know. True. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we've played one-on-one, maybe once or twice. Maybe once or twice. We're always yeah. around a bunch of other Yeah, people. that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the secret mission of this show is mm-hmm. uh, I will never turn anything Lytton away from a jam. Um, yeah. But I do like having one-on-one jams. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people don't try to butt in when there's microphones out. Mm-hmm. So it worked. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. What do you want to do for a final tune? I want to do... Um... Henry King's Real. Yeah. Great. Another, I mean, obviously it's not a West Coast tune, but it's kind of, kind of become one that a lot of yeah. people around here play. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I think because Marion, Gabo and Marion brought it back from yeah. when they lived in Nashville. Yeah. It's that North Carolina to Portland. Yeah. Old time, mm-hmm. like bullet train of culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, this is a G tune? G tune, yeah. It's been a while since I've played it. Thanks for doing this, Kate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Super fun. All right. Thank you. 
You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.